0: Hello, I'm Julian Rubenstein, and welcome to The New Conspiracist, the show that delves deeply into conspiracies and pulls them out of the annals of the internet and out into the broad, wide world of your eardrums, dear listener. And this week, I am joined, as always, by my sidekick-in-residence, James Ball. How are we, Jamesy?
1: Actually quite recovered from uh, a recent music festival.
0: Indeed. Well, I mean, you know, we thank you to everyone who came to see us perform at Wilderness. It was pretty, pretty fun, wasn't it?
1: It was. If Wilderness wants to sponsor us next year, they're very welcome and they can have a bigger plug. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. until then, other music
0: festivals are available. But Joel, who's our guest this week? Well, look, this week we're joined by a multi-award winning stand-up comedian, actor and writer. He did a record-breaking show, actually, live in which was released on Amazon Prime as a special in over 200 countries worldwide he was the first british asian stand up to sell out a 10,000 seat venue Wembley Arena no big deal and you may have seen him in a leading role alongside patrick dempsey in the ten part international tv series devils he's also hosted things like stand up for the week for channel 4 twice headlined live at the apollo and was a contestant on the third series of Taskmaster and his videos you know have racked up millions and millions in fact you know over 35 million views uh, on Facebook online I talk of course of Paul Chowdhury. I got quite scared during that intro for a while. There, I was like, you know, I was thinking he was the first
1: British Asian comedian to sell out. I thought we were going in like a slamming <laughs> critique. Yeah, exactly. You know, Wembley Arena really helps that sentence. He's the so. first British
0: Asian to ever sell out. <laughs> got there before so. Rishi. It was strong. He did. He did well. <laughs> so, what are we discussing with Paul then? Well, look, rather than one idea this week, we're kind of talking about a plethora of conspiracy theories and a kind of cluster theory that is really, in you know. At Absolutely connected to its creator and to the platforms. Also, hundreds of millions of dollars. But I think is no doubt it has caused a whole heap of damage and lawsuits. Because this week, we're talking about Alex Jones, InfoWars, and the Sandy Hook mass shootings.
2: Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it.
0: Paul, welcome to the new Conspiracist. What an honour it is to be here. Come on, man. (laughs) Already blushing. What's it like being on Taskmaster then? Do do, 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 you actually get really competitive with the other comedians?
3: Well, I did season three, and the only season that had been aired to that point was season one because they shot season two and three together. So there'd only ever been one season out of Taskmaster, so nobody quite knew how it worked and how to play the show. (laughs) so i do you go up there with your material do you improvise do you, so no one quite got it after because it kind of it takes a few a few seasons for a series to embed i think i was part of that process
0: what was the weirdest task that you had to do in the show it's weird because that season was aired in 2016. are you telling me you were responsible for brexit is that what you're saying partly partly you actually it was your fault
1: yeah, actually, what? Alex Hall just asked you to, uh, well, hack the uh, 2016 uh, referendum. Was the
0: fucking referendum <laughs> just a challenge on Taskmaster? It was a Taskmaster challenge.
3: The referendum with Nigel Farage <laughs> was involved.
0: You know, when you were sort of growing up, like what were the kind of first sort of conspiracy theories you heard? You know, we're talking like Fisher-Price, my first conspiracy here. There was a documentary
3: on Netflix, which was about the 9-11 Twin Towers incident, yeah, yeah, and the whole thing about how they were brought down, how uh, Bin Laden was involved, and when you're younger, see, I think conspiracy theories and even it's it's kind of a form of radicalization to a certain degree. If you can get people on board at a young age, and convince them that what uh, your conspiracy and they don't like to use the term conspiracy theory. That's the one thing conspiracy theorists don't like is the term conspiracy theory. Because actually what we're doing is a
0: conspiracy theory. So if you tell the truth, it's actually a conspiracy <laughs> theory. So theirs is the truth. But, but I, I totally know what you mean about the 9-11 conspiracies, because I was banging to that shit at uni. Mm. Which yeah. is this, lo- this is
1: almost always it's loose change. Which jet lived, fuel. Lived on, uh, lived on YouTube for years and was jet fuel can't melt steel jet, beams. It was, it was
0: loose change. And it was also in plain sight. That was that one. That was just, you had to just order that on DVD. So I remember, because <laughs> my flatmate ordered it, we were really excited, got blazed up, had a good watch of that, fucking loved it. It was mm. great. I mean, learnt nothing, apart from some really interesting maths about jet fuel that then got totally just annihilated by another mate of mine who was like, steel doesn't burn that fucking temperature, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that, like dismissed as if everyone should know that. I don't I know, mean, I mean, you you were you, you brought in don't by don't the feel. jet fuel? How did you get in? Well the
3: planes were full of petrol at the time weren't they so when a right. plane that yeah. big it's a building that of that nature um, and it burns through it it was it just taken off so it was you know it was full of petrol and i don't think there was a button being pushed but then the conspiracy theory there was bush was informed of the twin towers when he was at a nursery kind of speech he was doing yeah. do you remember that it
1: was a fairly weird scene because he like didn't want to scare the kids and yeah so exactly he like finished the storybook yeah and then went <laughs> to deal with like the biggest domestic terror attack ever it's
0: such a weird bit of footage and then there was all that shit about building seven like mm. there, do you remember that shit yeah and it was like all the nsa files are in there and that's yeah. where all the jews keep all the gold
1: there's there's some <laughs> me- mental ones about that. There's one where the Twin Towers had all the records. They were going to cancel all world debt. As yeah, that you exactly heard this was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Nazara. And because the papers were in there, that was why they were destroyed. And, you know, that's how things
0: work. Do you remember as well at the time those chain emails? It was still relatively early days of Gmail then mm. and stuff like that. And I remember getting one that had been forwarded like... At least a thousand times, purporting to be from some sort of military intelligence guy talking about the corkscrew sort of spiral of the plane and how it couldn't possibly have been done by someone without military training. Do you remember all that? Oh yes, those are the the, days. These ended up on. You can sit around all morning discussing it. And if you don't uh,
3: pass this on, you could die. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I mean it's coming to yeah. something when like the deep state can't deal with email and YouTube, though, isn't <laughs> it's, it? I mean, true. come on. Anyway, this is sort of tangentially connected to today's topic, which is info wars and the Sandy Hook mass shootings and Kind of just to introduce the topic, at the center of this week is this 48 year old guy who's like the bub of conspiracy theories. He's called Alex Jones. His website, which kind of started out of local American shouty talk radio, is uh, InfoWars and just pushes every conspiracy theory really you could possibly imagine. InfoWars is bigger than The Economist. It gets about 10 million monthly visits. That's mad, He's isn't got it? a syndicated show across the US. And you name it, he's said it's fake. He's uh, said the 1995 Oklahoma City bombings was faked, that September 11th, as we've talked about, was faked, the moon landing was faked. But sort of over the last decade, with a couple of little you know, walkbacks that we can uh, talk about later... He's been claiming that the Sandy Hook massacre was fake. And we should just sort of go. The Sandy Hook massacre was an absolutely horrendous, unimaginably awful thing. Twenty six people dead, twenty children, ages six and seven, and six adults trying to protect them. One of the most horrifying school shootings in Americans history and that's a dark history well it's
0: kind of nuts isn't it because i mean when um, we were doing the show on saturday yeah. you know you were talking about how these families who had just lost their children when they moved from house to house being hounded being doxxed yeah they had excrement sent to them they I had mean, of, of all the they conspiracy had... theories we've covered or conspiracies we've covered on the show this is really up there with the fucking darkest ones isn't it
1: oh yeah and like it's never very clear with Alex Jones what he believes or not. His claim was no one was actually killed. It was all what he calls crisis actors. And it was this idea that it was there to sort of bring in gun c- control and uh, sort of start a civil war.
3: What made you pick Alex Jones, sir uh, Paul? So he started off as a gun lobbyist in the early Infowars days. So he wanted people to rise up against the government because at that time there was lobbyists of gun control for obvious reasons you know they they want to be prepared for for this inevitable war that they think is going to take place in the future so why are they not armed because everything is um is the mainstream and the mainstream are against the truth as far as Alex Jones is
0: concerned when did you first come across him Paul like well, I think I I didn't realize that he was actually a a gun control lobbyist at the time well, he, uh, advocate Sorry, he's, he's, got, yeah, he's yeah, been a theory. sort of shock shock radio host his whole career. Well that's what I remember but at the time I remember sort of when we the first incantation of Alex Jones you never would have called him a mad right winger then because what he did quite cleverly I think at the beginning was he used a lot of the kind of realities of CIA interventions and military interventions in South America and places like that to say look man don't be so naive it's happening here man you know and you know empirically you can prove that that stuff happened and at you he was seen as someone, you know, I mean, this is way back in, you know, 1876 when I was at university. But like, you know, it was, he was a kind of, it was seen as a sort of a left-wing guy. I mean, what was the first time you came across him, Paul? Were you just like in a uni dorm, smoking a joint, watching fucking YouTube? Or how did you come across it? Well, I wish I was as young as you, mate, when I was at uni and uh, and podcasts were around. (laughs) YouTube
3: wasn't even around when I was at uni. We were still using videotape, mate. yeah.
1: (laughs)
0: Can I can I ask, what's what's videotape? Yeah, what's videotape? <laughs> yeah. Well, videotape, James, <laughs> let me tell you, it's an incredible medium. Anyway, Paul, go on. Tell us, how, was... how did you come across him in the first
3: place? The early days of podcasting, I subscribed to the Alex Jones InfoWars podcast. Because when nice. you listen to this podcast, it's almost like an evangelical Christian s- speaker who's passionate, he projects, he shouts. You really get taken in and the dramatic music. You feel as if you're part of this movie. What we know to be the truth is an absolute lie. And the problem is he's actually got some things right. When a stop Mm. clock is right twice a day, people tend to believe that stop clock. And um, he's probably one of the most famous stop clocks in the world.
1: I mean, he does have this amazing delivery style where he will sort of... It's the classic throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. So he can launch about fifty different theories in one episode, yeah. and then obviously, if one of those proves even tangentially right, he shows you that clip forever. Yeah. Uh, but I find it really stressful to like listen to or what, because obviously he live streams everything on video as well now. I've just never seen someone look more perpetually on the edge of a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Like Every well, time yeah. I watch him, I feel like that, this is going to be the episode where he just, in midstream, just suddenly dies straight onto the <laughs> desk. And, you know, that, that you know, it's, it's quite a high stress watch.
3: Very, yeah, very much so. Where he's screaming, he's shouting, you can see his veins popping in his head. He's... A big, you know, a normal American medium, I'd say, but uh, extra large in the UK. So, <laughs> so you y- watch
0: him. No, I mean, and- he's he's fucking manic. He's one of the most manic people that there's ever been put in front of a camera. Name one person in history who's been more manic than him. Um, I don't think they exists. Jer- Jerry Sadowitz. Jerry. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I mean, it does, does make evangelical preachers look low energy. Yeah, but
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, he's a white guy. Whereas you see the black evangelical Christian speakers, and they really get they preach, and they project, and you get into it. It's almost like being at a a music concert. It's incredible, but with him, it's more yeah. it's 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 hate speech, really, isn't it? A lot of the time. But the the there ha- he has got a few things right. That's the thing. So so what's what's the ones he got right in your memory? He said the water in in America was changing the sex of frogs. Turns out. They were becoming hermaphrodites and he got that one right.
0: Hermaphrodite frogs.
1: To be fair, he did get that from the, um, from the biased mainstream media, but yeah, he did.
0: Well, that was one of your weird biased mainstream media stories, wasn't it? That uh, picked up? I
1: mean, I didn't write that one, but yeah. It That's did, weird, then, uh... because
0: I thought you were bang into that. I thought, like, <laughs> face. I thought that was like what you're all about now. But you Only know recreationally. What I found so mad about it was when I re- I mean, I guess it was about five, six years ago, wasn't it? When it really started to become clear that he was just making an absolute packet of selling mm. any sort of vitamin supplement that had never been really FDA. Approved that was suddenly like being thrown out, and I remember I think Vice or someone made a documentary where they literally watched him like in live action do his kind of like hate speech evangelical madness, and they're like shout cut, he just went phew and he was like right, are we doing the pills now? Are we doing the pills? Are we doing what we doing the lawn mowers or is it the guns? The guns, the pills, and he would literally. I mean, he would sell anything, wouldn't yeah. he? It's sort of a really weird business model, but it's a clever one.
1: Because Fox hosts and people like that end up getting a little bit reined in if advertisers pull their subs. I mean, Fox News makes a ton of money off what's called carriage fees. If you've got cable there, whether you watch Fox News or not, they get about $2 a month of your money. Uh, and so it's a bit sense, sort of resistant to criticism, but not totally. InfoWars, no sane company would ever advertise a million miles near it. But... He sort of takes like usual wellness supplements, super masculine name, you know, virile juice or mm. this yeah. sort of stuff, uh, penis extender. Yeah. But also will sort of sell stuff because he keeps going. Society's going to collapse. The government's going to mm. come for you. You should be a prepper. So he sells like really pricey food packs, bulletproof vests. Yeah. He doesn't like sell guns, but he sells everything else. He sells iodine. Yeah. Uh, which helps you with uh, radiation, only to an extent. It really only helps your thyroid. but you, they, And they sort of push things like collodial silver, which if you have too much of, Google have, having too much colloidal silver because I kid you not... It makes someone look fully like a smurf. Oh what? Fully, fully blue skin. Fuck. I'm
0: not even joking. Um, I mean, you say that. Yeah, but that's never been tested. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you don't know. I mean, the blue man group do, all right, don't they? So they go around. could save a fortune on of pain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, on like a good day, he would be making eight hundred thousand
1: a day. Fuck off. it looks off. like he made much? about a hundred and sixty-five million dollars. What? Just from 2015 to 2018, they absolutely rake it in huge audience huge profits it's really funny if you watch it you know if you see sort of Farage guest on it on Milo Yiannopoulos or Paul Joseph Watson or Jones himself they'll sort of go from shouty 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 shout and then about a five minute segment on well you why you should have you know this wonderful supplement where they'll sometimes get just as shouty it's Mm. it's a
0: really weird it's really strange though isn't it Paul because There was something about Alex Jones, certainly the way I perceive it anyway, that sort of opened the floodgates to that sort of normalisation of this sort of totally bananas analysis becoming sort of much more sort of on deck. Like it wasn't like something that just so, so this weirdo was talking about. Suddenly everyone was chatting about it. And I sort of wonder even if, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily putting him in the same bracket as Jones, but Joe Rogan's got some pretty mad ideas. Mm. And it's sort of, I wonder without Alex Jones, you know, was that sort of almost like the first step of building up to what eventually became, you know, Donald Trump spouting absolute fucking bollocks on a constant and sort of biblical scale. Mm, exactly. Alex Jones also got the other one
3: correct where he said the old elite are drinking the blood of children to um, prolong their lives. And it turned out that some of those reports were correct. As we know now, with the internet, some of these things with child abuse were correct. But that, I don't think that's as far-fetched as some of the other ones.
0: No, it's weird, but it's similar to, you know, a bit like the whole QAnon satanic paedophile stuff, but being like, well, how many steps away from that is Jeffrey Epstein? Mm. You know what I mean? And this is the power of conspiracy theory.
3: Someone like Joe Rogan's conspiracy theory that Michael Jackson was chemically castrated
0: is a big one that he, he speaks a lot about in his... Uh, in his podcast. Yeah but this is this is part of the problem isn't it because in the middle of the pandemic when spotify had paid millions of pounds for joe rogan's podcast to be an exclusive on their platform he suddenly started pushing out the biggest load of bollocks about how to treat covid completely without any scientific basis and it was very difficult to shut it down because as paul's been saying and as you've been saying james the commercial like viability of this sort of absolutely heretical thi- you know conspiratorial nonsense nonsense has like that's that's what people want to hear joe joe
1: rogan plays quite a clever game where essentially by his choice of guest and by what he challenges them on or doesn't challenge them on he manages to dance around and uh he what he would be saying was that he wants to reflect the whole range of arguments and not just sort of self-select like a lot of media do, Mm. which is a much cleverer game in some ways than someone like Alex Jones. The thing is, with
0: Alex Jones, I've followed him pretty closely for many years. And I sort of think, I think he's more of a contrarian than a real-life convert. Like, I think he understands the fiscal gains to be made by basically feeding red meat to the nutters and to sort of just keep it going, to keep it building. Like, I think it's something that he understood sort of pre-Trump. And I also wonder, you know, in a lot of ways, whether, you know, that was kind of what really laid a lot of the groundwork, you know, for these theories to sort of mainstream with a candidate like Trump. I don't know, Paul. I mean, what's your what's your take on all of this? In terms of Alex
3: Jones, he wasn't the original conspiracy theorist, if we're going to use that term. He was the one that, Became the biggest on on the podcast platforms. I can. And he claims now to have no money because he's now liable forty nine million dollars of punitive damages. I was watching watching the case on YouTube, just like the um, case with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. It's uh, it's a fascinating insight into a human being's public persona. And he goes, "Well, you're going to give him some free tape. You're going to show him some fake, some more fake tapes." Shut, <laughs> shut up! <laughs> yeah, you knew you're gonna show me. More. Uh, hey, uh, that, almost like, I'm really sorry. <laughs> what you gonna do? You're gonna show me more? Just that, that voice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, have you ever used cheapo air? For years, and I really like it.
1: Let's jump quickly into this sort of court case because that's quite recent for us uh, as we record this. It was, you know, as Paul was saying, this extraordinary kind of moment because one of the key things with this was he got 4.1 million in compensatory damages against him and then 45 in punitive for a total of $49 million. But that's not to all the families, that's to one family. Wow. And there are 10 families that he has been found to have libeled because he didn't cooperate with the trial early on he basically didn't file a defense so he was found pretty much like liable for it in absentia so this is 49 million for one family But because of this sort of absolutely amazing moment in court where it was revealed his own lawyer had accidentally sent his phone that had all his financials, all the information about, as he said, him trying to take money into offshore accounts, trying to do this sort of stuff. It's going to be a lot harder for him to claim bankruptcy without actually handing over all the money he has. But also... He has almost certainly perjured himself by lying under oath that he didn't use email and he didn't have any text messages. I mean, it's
0: an extraordinary That's part. That's a criminal isn't it? offense. Yeah, I mean, that, that female judge, when she actually took him to pieces, it was like one of the first times, literally since almost the referendum, I feel like, where someone just was like, hello, sanity. Yeah, just, just a little bit of sanity here. Just because yeah. you believe something doesn't make it yeah. true. Mm-hmm. And this judge said to Alex, You're not
3: telling the truth under oath. She said to many times, I don't care what you think, it's what's the truth. She's quite brave. It was quite a nice line to hear that, wasn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it's a great line.
1: As well, and like, Paul, I'm interested what you kind of think of this, because like one of the things with Alex Jones is he's always sort of pushed this hyper-masculine, hyper-macho sort of image, and he got his ass handed to him by, you know, a female Latina judge. Mm, mm. And, you know, she, she, she wasn't, like, getting angry or anything. She just had no patience for his shit. Do you think, given his weird fan base, <laughs> that's got to give him some, like, issues with how he looks with them?
3: Well, yeah. At points, he looked quite small and almost was under his breath saying, well, I didn't know this. I was given this information. So he's got a team of researchers. It's kind of like, Writers unlock the Week, for instance, you know, they'll give you a bunch of stuff, give you, <laughs> give you a pack and say, here you go, let's just throw these about and see which one sticks, as you were saying earlier. See, the thing is, l- so, lots of families or lots of people that have been involved in, say, the Boston bombings, and they, they don't want to go up against this audience. This audience that listened to Alex Jones are like, a, you attract the people that are kind of similar to you in terms of a crowd. People didn't want to go up against Alex Jones because of the fan base who, were, who as you say, the, the, the families of the Sandy Hook massacre were targeted. But once they've lost a child, what more, they were like, what can, we, what can you take away from us that we haven't already lost? So why not just take this fight on? So they were stronger than any other people that would have taken this, this group on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's unimaginable as well what they've had to do to get to this point. You know, this is 10 years on from Mm. that. And they've had 10 years of being told, you know, the worst thing that could happen to you has happened. And you've had people saying it didn't. And then Jones, I think, kind of believed his own crap as well to an extent of he kept talking about the First Amendment and saying that, you know, the Sandy Hook parents uh, suing him and going for him was like an attempt to diminish the First Amendment. Uh, and like I'm quoting him here, you know, if questioning public events and free speech is banned because it might hurt someone's feelings, we are not in America anymore. They can change the channel. They can come out and <laughs> say I'm wrong. They have free speech as if he's sort of doing some sniffy journalistic defense against like a government raid. Mm. But like this isn't First Amendment. It's not the government that got him. It's defamation law. And like he was free to go out and say the crap that he said, and they were free to sue his ass for it. Mm. And like the First Amendment had nothing to do with it. And so, I think sometimes people like that say stuff for so long and get away with consequences for so long that they start to think it's true.
3: Yeah, it's like that South Park episode when uh, he stole material. It was a stand-up. <laughs> yeah. Remember that stand-up episode where he stole the material and he passed it off as his own. Totally. And then he pre- and then afterwards he believed <laughs> yeah, his own lie. It literally is. That that character is exactly
0: yeah. like exactly like Alex Jones. Do you remember that? That was a classic episode. Do you know what? Oh, I mate, mean, it's such a good episode. But something you just said before, it's, I just want to pick back up on, which is like the idea of not wanting to go up against, you know, in that case, Alex Jones's audience, but I think you could just as easily say you know, just as much against, you know, Donald Trump's quote-unquote undesirables. One of the biggest problems with someone like Donald Trump is that he knows, just like Hitler knew, with the Hitler Youth and with the SS, that the most powerful thing as a tool politically and culturally is fear of the mob, and that you can utilise a mob to galvanise against whoever you want. And the thing about jones was even though he claimed to be this sort of like free speech advocate the 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 examples of just what these parents went through you know being doxxed when they moved house having excrement put through their door you know it's all literally total mob harassment isn't it well yeah i'm not comparing alex jones to
3: hitler here but the similarities there was when hitler his fame was at its height was the invention of radio and he was the first to go viral on radio. So when radio was invented, his uh, his speeches were put out on radio and, and that's what made him so big. And in a certain aspect, I'd say Alex Jones in, in the birth of podcasting brought
0: him to this point in history totally. It's, I hadn't really thought about yeah. it like that. Before. But it's,
3: it's also
1: had Donald Trump and Twitter and how he used that account over a, you know mm. the course of a decade until he was finally banned after losing the sort of presidency. Trump knew that if he tweeted, it wouldn't just mean sort of millions of Twitter users piling on someone, but Fox News would follow suit, everyone else would follow suit. The Bolly pulpit of the presidency was almost less powerful than his sort of Twitter account with loads of followers. I will also just add, while we are on Donald Trump, he may or may not be appearing in our Tier 4 Platinum Circle bonus episode this week. Subscribers get ad-free episodes and a bonus episode, and a chance to influence what we discuss by emailing hello at newconspiracists.com. If you want more on Trump, please do stay on for that one. But this sort of weird thing with Jones, though, and how he sort of tried to cope with this over the year is... He like more than once retracted the Sandy Hook claims, Hmm. uh, like to try and get out of trouble. And like the the interesting one was kind of in 2019 in a sworn deposition, so under oath, he claimed he uh, that Sandy Hook definitely really happened, and uh, he'd been suffering from a quote form of psychosis when he questioned it. But then back in court, he was sort of saying it's all fake, you're actors, Yeah, this is a stitch-up. It's sort of really erratic. He doesn't try and stick to a story, which... I guess it's often the case with these guys, isn't it, Paul? They they just sort of, it's like punching fog. Yeah. You could tell as well that he really, really missed being able to rant on what he wanted. Like Mm. he hated having to just answer the question.
0: Yeah, he just couldn't do it. I mean, he literally could not do it. He just looked like a small child who didn't understand any form of discipline whatsoever. But, Paul, for you, when you started seeing, you know, the case online and, you know, actually now that we have the verdict... Do you think that we're sort of entering a sort of more sort of post-post-truth age? Do you think people will have, you know, more concern about just saying whatever the fuck they want online and thinking they can get away with it for the clicks? The internet is rife with conspiracy theories. And if you want to see real conspiracy
3: theories and the ones you thought people had forgotten about, just go on to TikTok. It's full of conspiracy theories. I mean, 100%. And and, and people say that, I think even this may be a conspiracy theory, and I'm going to... Spout one out there, is when you go on to TikTok, which is controlled by a Chinese organization, and they say to a certain degree, the Chinese government, the West get a more dumbed down version of TikTok. Whereas if you watch it in the East, you're getting a much more cultured and intellectual approach to your feed, rather than what we see over here with people asking a woman if she's Touched his wood, or if he wants to see a wood, or something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that one. The jury is actually out, and I don't think they would be quite that crude. But mm. the interesting thing is, TikTok is an absolute black box algorithm. We know little bits about how Twitter sorts a feed. We know how Facebook does. We know TikTok is really aggressive on uh, how it will mute things down. Um, mm. People like to talk about sort of, you know. Soft blocking and soft, like um, muting that limits audiences. Lots of uh, right wingers in America think Twitter does this to them. TikTok really does. And, like, one of the ways you can guarantee a TikTok will get no views is to mention one of its commercial rivals. No way. Uh, Because, you know, it had Tiller that got a a lot of particularly black creators onto it early on. If you mention Tiller in a caption or in a video, It goes way down. Like, you know, you'll get less than a tenth of your normal views, if that. And so, Mm. you know, we don't... There's lots of accusations around um, TikTok and taking data, etc., which some of which will be overblown, some of which will be true. You don't operate as a Chinese company without operating there. But they have the most control over our eyes at the moment, you know, even more than the old YouTube recommendations Mm. algorithm and we know that like these algorithms tend to radicalize you you can go really quickly from just yeah. sort of watching a bit of a skeptical thing about the news on youtube and just after about five autoplays, you're watching something about why lizards run
0: the world. And then suddenly you call up your neighbours and all start trying to do some fucking, you know, sort of like a coordinated strange dance routine <laughs> to Toxic by Britney Spears. Is it true, though? Do they actually seem to serve up more of that crap in the West than they do in the East? Is that we, like legit? We just don't
1: We just don't particularly wow. know. It's different country to country because tastes are different country to country. So mm. part of it is, you know... If it keeps giving people what they want, some countries are going to have a classier feed than others. God, that is so (laughs) fucked up, isn't it?
0: Well, Paul, listen, we have sort of get to that part of the episode where we need to start asking you whether yeah. you think that this conspiracy theory is legit or a forgazy. Is it a fake? So when it comes to Alex Jones, Info Wars, and the Sandy Hook conspiracy, is this a real conspiracy or is this a conspiracy theory? Are you talking about is the Sandy Hook incident a conspiracy theory
3: or is Alex Jones a conspiracy theory? <laughs>
0: Both either? <laughs> Hang on. Alex Jones doesn't even exist? Alex Jones, is actually
3: a character created by Donald Trump. He doesn't exist. He's an actor. that has <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> been put out there. In fact, the court case taking place in America over the Sandy Hook, it was actually orchestrated by Trump to control us. And <laughs> so now we're going to think... Now this way, we actually think the Sandy Hooks incident was real, but wow. actually, Alex Jones is wow. uh, one of the actors.
1: The real, the real <laughs> crisis actor is Alex Jones. Yeah, he's so, the I crisis. Mean, he's, he has, he has yeah, quite. He's definitely the fucking crisis. He has quite helpfully kind of debunked his own conspiracy theory <laughs> by doing affidavits and losing lawsuits. But, uh, but I
0: do, I do like the wheels within wheels theory. What is the future though for sort of platforms like Infowars and stuff? Now I wonder.
3: You know? Well, I mean, it's f- f- I funny suspect- you say that earlier on, James. You were talking about the TikTok, and it made me think. I've been slightly more active on TikTok for, over recent weeks, and yesterday I put a video up about the rise in electricity prices, and it barely got any views. And I was thinking, that's very strange, that that one video about the electricity companies, which, as we know in this country, has gone to 500% and is set to rise in October... Why has that been almost because of, and they say it's because of Russia, why has that now been muted? And it's one of my least contentious Mm. videos, if we're looking at that
0: one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if you've seen Paul's stand-up, you will know he doesn't often hold back. Uh, He's certainly not one who's afraid to put it out there. So I do find that quite bizarre. I mean, it is interesting, though, isn't it? I've seen loads of TikTokers who are starting to put out stuff that, it's not like there's much fact-checking going on, is there? So we we might have to do TikTok in a future app. Right, yeah, we, we might but have to so, just deal with that. But like
1: the thing, the thing is, like, Infowars will probably not survive this. Alex Jones may well be a diminished thing after it. His supporters, that army that he's built, are going to go somewhere. Like, if you're in this space now, like, there is going to be a land grab because they're not going to suddenly go. Oh, actually, maybe the government aren't taking our, you know, guns and aren't engaging in all this deep state shit and aren't going to start a secret war and wipe out white people and all of the shit they <laughs> believe they will take somewhere else. So, like, you know, on one level, yes, it's lost a leader. On another, that's a chance for a new one to emerge, isn't it? It's
0: weird because he is literally like the the embodiment in many ways of why this show was created in the first place. You know, we wanted to create a show that debunked conspiracy theories and talked about them. And he is, in many ways, the, you know, absolute modern personification of, you know, that entity who, as James was saying earlier, will within a five minute rant you know, shoot off so many different sort of arrows of conspiracy into different areas, often completely unrelated, that it's almost impossible to debunk them. But yes, for me, anyway, on this, you know, Alex Jones is a walking, breathing conspiracy theory machine.
3: Well, what is Alex Jones going to do now? Probably have to go back to presenting the one show. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Strange double life for Alex, that.
0: <laughs> Paul, now I understand that you've got some uh, rescheduled tour dates in October coming up? Yeah,
3: yeah. I've, uh, I'm going back on the road in October around the country. Um, um, yeah, I'm back out there. You excited to, to get it. back out on the road? You know, I, I never liked leaving the house uh, because I've become almost acclimatised <laughs> to this, um, this conspiracy theory yeah. about how they want to keep us locked up. It worked. <laughs> Um, <laughs> just like being locked up I've become, become the modern day Howard Hughes who just uh, stays in one room <laughs> with, a, with a bucket in the corner Th- this is another conspiracy theory Will you know with the ABBA concert going around the world which cost millions to make and they never have to leave their homes they're just holograms going from country it's
1: to country it's amazing isn't
0: it
3: will that happen
1: to are you, us are you going to do the hologram approach for a future tour
3: That the plan now? Yeah, we don't have to even suffer. But what? How will banter work as a stand-up? How would you talk to the front row?
0: (laughs) (laughs) AI banter? Just AI banter. Just going strong on that front row early. Just going strong in the front row early. They'll just—they won't know what the fuck's happening. They'll just (laughs) take it. Because then you know you won't know they what to break do. Spread their spirits. So uh Paul's uh, tour, Family Friendly Comedian, starting on the 19th of October in Hackney. And you can get tickets at paulchowdry.com. That's Paul C H O W D H R Y dot com. Have you got anything else coming up that you want to tell our listeners about, Paul? I'm thinking about doing
3: uh, the moon landings again, because we haven't done that for a while. Log just get in,
0: Just get in and just
3: yeah, just just launch yourself up there. Also, I'd love to get you two on my Budcast. I've got a
0: podcast out there. It's love called, course, that. Love your podcast, mate. I'd yeah. Love to get Shout out any time.
3: Oh, hopefully we can uh, do that one in, in the flesh. and uh,
0: Or just as holograms, Paul. Or just as or, holograms. Maybe <laughs> the three of us can appear for the first time. We could do it in the metaverse. In the metaverse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that, but I've got an Oculus
3: headset where you can now do... There you go gigs and stand up and go to concerts and sit in the front with it. But it's not where it's going to be, I'll say in 10 or 20 years time, who knows
0: what the future holds who knows what the future holds and on that bombshell dear listeners just to remind you as James was saying you can get this week's platinum episode on tier 4 coming up uh, after this if you're if you're if you're listening and listen ad free but you can also email us at hello at newconspiracist.com. we are getting your emails by the way we actually do have a mailbag that is building up with some seriously quite contentious things that we will raise uh, very soon thank you so much to Paul uh, for coming on the show please do check out if you haven't seen Paul's stand up what the fuck have you been doing with your life you need to check it out right now I'm a big fan but from me and from James and from Paul thank you so much for joining us our producer was Selena Ream our engineer was Josh Gibbs our production coordinator Lily Hambly and our executive producer is Alex Lawless we'll see you next week